You're listening to The Truth with Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, how is everyone doing on this February 20th, 2024? Welcome to The Truth with Studi. I'm Michael Studeman. I'm going to jump right in. Today we've got an identity crisis going on. It's been going on for a while and it continues to get worse. That identity crisis is spreading like a disease. Uh, What is an identity crisis? It's basically defined as a period of uncertainty or confusion in a person's life. And basically this crisis occurs when a person's sense of identity becomes insecure and unstable. And identity crisis usually occurs when there's a change in a person's life. Well, <clears throat> we're starting to see this in even early, early uh, young children uh, because the enemy is trying to attack um, our babies. He wants to start as early as possible. And so this whole thing about letting a child try to decide whether they're male or female and and all kinds of garbage. I, I guess now I'm hearing people can even identify as a cat and some schools are actually putting kitty litter in the bathrooms. I kid you not. You can Google it if you don't believe me. So that's how preposterous gotten. So why is this happening? Why does the enemy, why does Satan want to steal our identity? Why? We're going to get into that. Because who are you? Who are you? Have you found out who you are? Do you know who you are and whom you are and why you are and why you are here on this planet? So let's start off from the beginning to find out who we are. Genesis 1, 27 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Okay, and the word God there is Elohim. It's the plurality to show the Trinity. Uh, Not three gods, but the triune God. And it says, They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. So right here, we see who we are. Who are we? We are made in the image of our creator, our creator God. We've taken on his image. He breathed the breath of life in us, and he didn't make a ton of different weird whatever he made them male and female okay male and female and so how do you find out who you are how do you initially get your identity well you have to be connected with the one who designed and created you right Uh, and he has provided your manufacturer's guide if you will or your instructions booklet the bible the 66 books that are real. And if you don't think they're real, uh, you show me any collection of books in history that was uh, written over a span of 1,500 to 2,000 years with 40 authors, 66 books, and these authors from all types of walk of lives written in 
Hebrew and Greek and everything lines up. There is not one contradiction. Folks, I dare you to go find one contradiction. Scientists have been trying to do it for years and guess what they found out? Found out there's a God and they end up believing and they end up becoming Christ followers or they lose their mind when they don't accept Christ and uh, get their identity in Him. Uh, so read your Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. It's got it all in there. And then the rhema word of God, that's the word of God Holy Spirit gives you and he's speaking to you and it always lines up with his word as well. What does God say about you? Well, in 29, Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. So I don't care what the enemy has been saying to you. I don't care what another human being said to you. Even if your own parents said it when you were a child and said you were a mistake or you'll never amount to anything, right there, your creator God wrote this for you. He wrote this for every human being, okay? And it is that he did plan you you can go back earlier in Jeremiah. It says he knitted you in your mother's womb. That's right. And he knows the plans he has for you, and they're wonderful plans. And so you have to be connected to your creator so you can get those plans and download them to your heart. Word of God says that he, he delights yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because he plants those in there, and that's part of how he shows you who you are and what you're here to do. And so as a Christ believer, so first and foremost, you have to be connected with God. How do you get connected to God? Through salvation. How do you get salvation? Confess with your mouth the Lord um, that, that Jesus is, is the Son of God and that he came, he died, rose from the grave, and that you, you declare him as your Lord and Savior. And then you live your life on this planet if you're saved in salvation, so you are saved, and then you go through what's called sanctification, where he brings you from glory to glory, and he's sanctifying you, so you're continuously being saved, and then one day you'll be transformed in your human body, uh, transfigured, transformed, and glorified in a glorified body to be like Christ, and you'll be able to see uh, God as he is, and you'll you'll be like him, and and so... So you, you will be saved, you are saved, you are being saved, and then again, you will be saved. And so that's, that's, that's the thing. And so Holy Spirit, so Jesus said, I must go, said the Comforter can. The Comforter is a Holy Spirit. Comforter abides in you. And the Comforter leads you and guides you in your paths, right? And even when you try to plan your own path, Proverbs, it says that he directs your steps. And so when you want to know where you're supposed to be going, what's your purpose, that's what the Holy Spirit's for. What is, what's our core purpose on, on the planet? Well, in Deuteronomy 4, 5, and 6, it says you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I give you today. So that was way back in the Old Testament, the very beginning, uh, Moses giving those commands to the children of Israel as God had given them to him. And then when Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commandments? Uh, Mark 12, 30 through 31 says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart 
all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And the second's equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandments greater than these. And, and the thing about it, folks, if you didn't have access to anything else in the Word of God, for, with all the different commandments of the thou shalt nots or do this or do that, if you only knew those, that would get you through because Jesus said that every commandment hinges and it is tethered and all within those two commandments. So when you are practicing those, uh, the, the others take care of themselves. So again, God has created you to love. God is love. And if we're made in his image, then we are created to love. And you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and read all about love. It'll give you the definition, and that's how we're supposed to live. All right, so moving on here, Luke 4.18. How do you know what your purpose is, what you're supposed to do? Well, in Luke 4.18, what we have here is Jesus, when he first opens the Word of God to, to read uh, when he gets into his ministry, he, he opens the scrolls when he's in the synagogue. And the first thing he opens them to is in Isaiah. And right here it says, uh, he's reading from Isaiah. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recover of sight to the blind to set free those who are oppressed. So that's why he opened it. He says that this is fulfilled this day because that's what he came to do. And here's the thing. That's what he came to do. That was his purpose. Christ lives in you as a Christ follower. Christ lives in me as a Christ follower. So therefore, that makes it our purpose as well. So you want to know your purpose in life, your core purpose as part of the loving the Lord your God with all your heart and loving others yourself, it's this right here, you know, to anoint, to be anointed to preach the gospel. He's anointed us to do that, to proclaim the good news, to tell everyone we can about Jesus and why he came. And this will recover sight to the blind. I mean, not only can you lay hands on the, you know, the blind and they can receive uh, sight, but this is spiritually too. Well, there's a, ton of blind people walking around. They're spiritually uh, blinded. Uh, they're following false truths, and they, they need their eyes open, just like Paul. When, when uh, Saul became Paul, he had scales on his eyes, and they fell off when he found his true identity, and God called him to be Paul and said, you're no longer Saul, but you're Paul. And then we're supposed to set those uh, free who are oppressed because when we share the gospel and when people get born again and saved and they get their life going with God, he is going to set them free from oppression from the enemy. So there you go. There's your purpose. And then finally, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, right? He prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So he's already got everything built in your DNA, uh, both your, your, your physical DNA and your spiritual DNA, right? How you are made up in him, it, it's all in there. 
and by connecting and walking daily with your creator and in the spirit, walking in the spirit, you will birth out these wonderful good works that God has prepared beforehand in you. They're all in there. You have everything built into you. You just got, you got to find them and you find that in your creator and work them out. And then finally, I want to leave you with this. Who are you? Who are you? Next time you have a question about that, even if you're a Christ follower and the enemy tries to confuse you, you just let him know, I'm called the beloved in Jeremiah 31, 3. I'm a child of God, 1 John 3, 1. I'm, I'm delighted in, because the Lord, he delights in me. Zephaniah 3, 17. I'm forgiven, 1 Peter 2, 24. I'm washed clean, Isaiah 118. I am free, Galatians 5.1. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.19. I'm adopted into God's family, Romans 8.15. And that's so powerful. You you, you may be, uh, you may have been told you got a curse from your uh, parents or grandparents or whatever, alcohol or whatever. Guess what? When you're born into God, you take on the blood of Christ. You're adopted into God's family. So you don't you don't take that falsehood any man uh, anymore. And you are a co-heir with Christ. You know how big that is. Romans eight seventeen says you're a co-heir with Christ. That's powerful. You are called righteous. Second Corinthians five twenty one. You're called new because you've been created as a new creation when you come to Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17. You are a saint, 1 Corinthians 6.11. You're set apart. <laughs> You're a cho- I love this. I'm going to read it out, 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that you are an ambassador of Christ. You represent everywhere you go, in the workplace, in the stores, at the bank, on the road, uh, in traffic, when it's 5 o'clock traffic and they're cutting you off. <laughs> That's when you go, you're an ambassador of Christ. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you're a co-laborer. You are a co-laborer, 1 Corinthians 3.19. You're a sweet aroma. 2 Corinthians 2.15. You are never alone. Deuteronomy 31.8. He's always with you. You are a masterpiece. Did you know you're a masterpiece? Ephesians 2.10. That's the scripture that we, we just talked about. You are wonderfully made. Psalm 139.14 says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't let anyone tell you any different uh you're we are bold you are bold second corinthians 3 12 uh you have guaranteed victory because you are 
now God's. When you walk in the Lord, you have guaranteed victory. God's undefeated, therefore you're undefeated. You never have to lose another battle because you're on God's team and he's undefeated. Therefore, you're undefeated. And that's uh, Psalms, uh, Psalm 1835. Holding a secure future. Uh, that's what we started off, right? Jeremiah 29, 11, you have a secure future. And then finally, you're holding Christ. Colossians 2.10, in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Folks, I've given you a lot to go off tonight. And again, if you, you haven't been saved, I'm going to walk you through that real quick. Just repeat after me, Father God, I want to know my full identity in you. And I ask that you come in and dwell in me and live in me from this day forward. I confess my sins to you. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I want to walk with you this day forward for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. And if you've done that, mark it down. That's February 20th, 2024. Folks, it's been amazing. Don't ever let the enemy give you another identity crisis. And if that starts popping up, get in the Word. Get before your Heavenly Father, and He'll let you know who you are. And you can declare it. You can confess it. Why? Because you've been served the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth with Studi. Hey, until next week, you have a blessed, blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen.